At the age of 26, my business was half a million dollars in debt. As an entrepreneur, you get pushed around. The question I faced was, how would I crawl out from underneath the debt and grow my business? The exciting part is, I have a multi-million dollar business now. But the truth is, there is no perfect entrepreneur. Join me and follow along as I share with you the mindset and business strategies needed to grow any company. My name is Oliver Fernandez. Welcome to the Imperfect Entrepreneur. How are you? This is Oliver Fernandez with The Imperfect Entrepreneur. And one of my mentors always tells us that a confused mind always finds failure. And in business, a confused business will always find failure. So growing up, I always heard a lot of stories about me, you know, being a a very strong-willed kid. And now I have two very strong-willed kids. Like my daughter wanted to uh, go into the barbecue place with me yesterday. And I was like, oh, no, let me just run in there real quick. And and my wife was in the car, so I just hopped out. And I heard her crying when I left, but I just figured, you know, like, she'd stop. But, like, I got back in the car. She was still crying. Her brother was crying. And, and it just reminded me of how strong-willed she is, how, how convicted she is with wanting to do something. She cried the whole way home and didn't want to get out of the car. And, yes, it's, it's something that we got to we got to work on definitely. But at the same time, that's what entrepreneurship is about. You have to be so convicted about what you're doing that you're willing to cry and and grind and and, and put in the work over long periods of time, even when somebody else tells you no and when somebody else tells you it's not possible. So I loved it. I just think we need to just like tweak it a little bit and uh, massage that so it comes out in the right, in the right, at the right time and in the right sequence. So, you know, as we're going in the business, we're, we're, we're expanding and we're, we're, we, we, we want to get into different things and getting into different things is, is a good thing, but at the same time can be a bad thing. And just recently we've had two instances where get trying to get, actually it's three instances we're trying to get into something new is has been a, a complete disaster. So, instant number one was, you know, at the flooring store, we're 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 looking to grow and we're looking to we're doing a lot of a lot of business more than we've ever done before, right? When we first bought this business, it was a four or five million dollar business per year, and now we're doing like twelve million dollars. Well, in in buying that business. You know, you start to think like, oh, you know, like once we get to a certain size, you know, we can start, you know, stocking up on materials and then, you know, you know, we could buy it in bulk and then you could have that savings. And yes, that is a cool business model and it's a business model that works for a lot of people, right? Like the Shaws of the world, like the big, the big manufacturers, the NRFs, these are all companies that we buy materials from. They do that. That's exactly their business model. They are super clear on what their business model is. It's like buy high, buy, buy low, sell high. Buy in bulk, sell in, sell in increments. Buy in bulk, sell in increments. 
and that's cool and that works for them and they have it totally set up and they're they they have like they have the finances to do all that stuff they they just, they're just totally built for that whereas PQF and and our our company you know we're 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 in the we're in the service business right like when people come in and they they want their floors done with low hassle they want professionals doing it so they don't have to do it over again you know they they want they want service. They want people following up with them on the when they when they get the estimate. They want people following up with them when the material gets here. They want people, you know, at their house confirming measurements, making sure everything is is tight. Like they want service, and it's our. That's what we do well. That's what we excel in. And what we do is we we purchase the materials and then we 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 charge a markup and then we pass it on to our customer. And that's what we do well. We do really well with servicing the customer, getting them, getting them taken care of, and making sure they're 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 comfortable in their decision and they're comfortable with the 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 the, the end product and they're happy with it and there's no back and forth and, and and it's just hassle free. So that's what we do well. Well, we thought and we got into trying to do what like the big brands do, and we were we we stocked up on like a year's worth of adhesive and we stocked up on like a year's worth of you know these different things that are a pad and like those things are great and we use them and we, we we go through them but like now all of a sudden our cash which is cash is cash is really important in running a business is now tied up into those items and those products instead of what we're really good at and tying our cash up into servicing the customer making the sure the customer is is taken care of so right now we're going through a little growing pains, you know, and that's, and that's good. That's fine. You know, like this is, this is, there's one thing that's guaranteed and then it's promised is that, and, 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 and this starts from, this starts with me is that we're not perfect. And, but the cool thing about us is that once we understand what happened and what went wrong and we're going to do that work, you know, we're going through pain. We're not just going to sit there and like at the end of the pain, like, Oh, everything's good or why we're going through. We're not going to say like, Hey, why did, how do we get there? We are going to ask ourselves those questions. We're going to ask ourselves, how do we get there? And we're going to come to the conclusion. And I'm not going to, you know, be a victim. This is like, I'm going to find things that we can control. And the thing that we can control is understanding and being super clear on the business model we're in. We don't need to buy things in bulk. That's why we, we, we partner with the NRFs and the Shaws and all those big companies because they can buy things in bulk and we can just buy it from them and then charge our markup and pass it right on to the customer. Like spending a hundred, hundred or two hundred thousand dollars and and trying to save eight percent—that's not our business model. Our business model is 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 finding customers that can afford it, servicing them so that they're they want to buy our products and they're willing to to pay our our markup on that product. So getting super clear on that is, is it, it it not being clear on it causes us a lot of pain. But being now that we're super clear on it, we're not we're we're not going to buy in bulk and we're not going to buy for a year's worth of stuff. We'll buy maybe max one, two, three months. So we have the stuff. We're not like scrambling and we don't have it, but we're never going to stock up big time on products anymore. We're, we're going to focus on what we're good at. And if we're going to stock up on anything, we're going to stock up on team members to help service that client's customer. Why? Because we're super clear on what we do and what we, we are as an organization. And what we are as an organization is a company that services the crap out of our customer. And, and by servicing the crap out of our customer, they're willing and they're excited to pay, pay, pay the price.
because anybody can go to Home Depot and, and buy you know materials or anybody can just go online and search for things now. But like, why do they not do that? Because they want to be serviced. They want to have a hassle-free, professional, elite installation. And that's what we can do. And that's what we do really well. So that that's example number one of when you're not clear and you, in there, and you have confusion in business, you're gonna find failure. And we found some failure and we're going through the pain of it right now, but we're gonna correct it and we're gonna tweak and we're gonna pivot and, and not make that mistake again. We made it once, we're not gonna make it again. And, and the reason why we're not gonna make it again is because we're clear, we did the work, you know, and in, in, in the analysis of why are we in this situation right now? And that's the reason why. And we're gonna make that adjustment. Uh, reason, uh, example number two of when you're not clear in business, you will find failure. And I love investing in, 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 in real estate. I love investing in, in multifamily real estate, which is basically single families stacked on top of each other, providing housing for hundreds of people in, in one property, right? And I love that stuff because even if we lose 10 tenants, we're still 90% occupied. So it's really stable. And you can, the business is big enough and it's an industry that already has a, uh, an operator, an operator built into it. So the operator is like the property managers, right? And I'm not saying every property manager is gonna squeeze every nickel and dime, but the markets that we're in, my partners have a property management company in those markets. So they're, they're, they're on top of the operations to be able to squeeze the nickels and dimes so that the business model can move forward without my full engagement. So, so for me, I, 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 I love construction, but like, I also love real estate, but arc the construction that I'm really good at is government construction, not multifamily construction, right? And like, I can be good at it, but just the prices are not there. And I already know this and I, I, I bit off, we bit off on a little project. We we're like, oh, you know, like let's, let's consider, you know, maybe this multifamily stuff, you know, you can get awards like this, whereas maybe the government, you know, they're, there's a longer lead time, right? Like sometimes it could be a year before you get a project with the government. Whereas if you make the right relationship with a multifamily operator or a multifamily person that has has real estate, like you can get a project tomorrow. So like you know, let's 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 let, as we're building out the team and we have more resources, let's 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 see how this market can help us. Trying to be optimistic about it, and it's like, man, we we're in this job right now, and I'm like. We just got to limit our limit our limit our risk in here, and we're never going to do one of these jobs again, especially like a smaller one of these jobs because they just there's the reason why we're not in it is because the, there's not the money is not the same, <laughs> and and I know that and I, and we still went down that road, but again when you're not clear on the business model you're in, and we were clear on it, but like we weren't. We were, we were a lot, we were trying to grow and we were trying to get creative and add like a, you know, a new revenue stream, but it's a totally different revenue stream, right? It's a totally different business model. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's a lot of it's about the bottom line and a lot of stuff for the government is about the bottom line, but there is the caveat that like not everybody can do government work. So like you start to weed out people. Whereas like the multifamily stuff, we got, you know, we, we didn't, we, we, we charged what we would have charged on a, on a, uh, a government project, but the scope of work wasn't as tight as it normally is on a government project. So now all of a sudden, you know, we're, we're having these unforeseen conditions and it, it, 
it's it's more difficult to go back and 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 try to like validate like the, the additional cost because it's it's you know the the scope of work wasn't as tight. So like going into new 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 ventures is always going to have its own challenges. So like that's why being clear on where you're going and 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 and, and understanding the pitfalls of of those new business models is super important. And and it just is another reminder of like, man, that's why we're a government contractor. That's how we're gonna get to 100 million is by being a government contractor. Not trying to dabble in these other little, you know, you know, other little niches. No, we're gonna become the, the company we're gonna be by focusing on and being a government contractor. We already are doing 99% of our revenue here and the market is massive. So let's not try to get cute and add like the new little revenue streams. And I'm telling this to you, but I'm, I'm really reminding myself about this at the same time. It's like, don't try to get cute all over and try to add these new revenue streams. Stay focused, right? Stay focused on the government projects. Stay focused on 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 building that 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 revenue uh that that business model that the the team the the everything that's going to be needed to get to 100 million dollars and i'm in the third the third thing about when you're not clear about the, the business model you're in <laughs> uh you you find failure and you know a couple years ago uh, when actually I'd say in a couple years ago, cause I'm trying to make myself feel better, but it was really like a year ago. Um, my son, actually, no, it was two years ago. It was two years ago. Uh, my, my, when my daughter was born, there was this butcher shop that opened up in Georgetown and like, man, I loved their meats. I loved everything about it. I loved the, 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 the person operating that, that butcher shop and we built a relationship. And then that relationship turned into him having another opportunity to, to open up another butcher shop in a location that Amazon was getting ready to double down in and, and build all their offices. And then all of a sudden there was gonna be all these people growing in there. And I got excited about that. And I, I don't know how, and I, I you know, we, we had purchased the, the other flooring construction business and we had some success with it. So I thought I was being cute again. And I was like, oh, I can buy businesses in other markets and be successful and it's like, Oliver, dude, you're a construction guy. Like the other market was a construction business. It was flooring. I understand that marketplace. It was also a business that had been in business for 30 years. It already had revenue stream. It already had customers. It had all these things. Whereas now this, this new butcher shop, it was basically, you know, from scratch, you know, the cool part about it. And the thing that got me excited about it was there was a construction element of like building out the space. And then all of a sudden it was negotiating with a, a, a massive landlord and there was like a re and, and the good, and here I am telling you the good things because even in failure, you have to find the, the things that did work, the things that were positive about the situation. So, so I was negotiating, you know, like a lease with a massive landlord. And, and then part of that negotiation, I was, I was, I was communicating with these, these high, really high level people. And I'm like, man, that's how these big organizations grow is they grow because they can recruit and attract these high performing individuals that can negotiate on their behalf without the owner being there. So they're, they're negotiating this lease and there's, you know, this back and forth and, and it was exciting because, you know, they were, they were going to give us this huge build out budget. And I was, you know, I was, you know, the construction guy came out and I was like, oh yeah, we can go in there and, and, you know, buy this thing out and do it, do it for less than what they're giving us. And then we'll be able to take the other money and then finance the rest of the business. But like at the same time, 
Now all of a sudden there's all this work that needs to go into building that business. There's, you know, we had to do all the meet with the designer and do this layout and all this other stuff. And that's not what we do. So I'm like month one, we're going through it. Month two, we're going through it with the design team. And we got like 95% done with the drawings. And I'm like, dude, Oliver, when you're, I was confused in that moment and I made a decision to sign a lease for a butcher shop and I'm not a butcher. My, my partner was a butcher, but I'm not the butcher. This is just a distraction. Even if, even if, even if it goes well, it's still a distraction from what I'm trying to build. And I'm trying to, we're building a hundred million dollar construction company that does government work. So what did I have to do? I literally called everybody and let them know my heart's not in it. I'm not moving forward. I'm going to pay the breakup fee in the lease, whatever it is. And like, so glad that I negotiated the breakup fee to be, literally be uh, like 20% of what it could have been. Cause it should, should have been like over a half a million dollars. And now it's going to be, you know, closer to like the 80 grand mark, but, but it's still just stupidity. And it's my own stupidity that I brought on myself because I wasn't clear about where I was going. And you have to be super clear about where you're going. And if you're not super clear about where you're going, you will find failure. And I found failure in that situation and I'm going to have to pay for it. But in that paying for it and that learning, it's like, again, stay super focused. Like now, if that same situation would come up, I'd say, Hey, that's a great opportunity. I'm really, uh, that sounds like a really exciting opportunity. Cause it did, it did sound like an exciting opportunity, but it's not the right opportunity for me. Why? Because I'm building a hundred million dollar construction company that does government contracting. Super focused on where I'm going. And if you're not clear on where you're going, you will find failure. And at that moment, yes, the, the butcher shop could have been successful, but I found failure. So in business and in life, if you're confused about something, you will find failure. So what's, what's the opposite of that? Let's get clear on where we want to go and then we will find success. And stay focused to that and convicted to that. Similar to how my daughter, she cried for literally five to 10 minutes going all the way back home because I didn't bring her into the, the barbecue place. And then she didn't want to get out of the car because she was so convicted on that barbecue place and going inside and, and, and seeing it. And I'm going to be inspired by that. And I'm going to stay convicted to where I'm going. With that, let's go out there and build our legacy. Let's roll.